Hey y'all, I'm on Exchange. And uh, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. And today, Sibling Rivalry is bringing y'all a very, very, very special episode brought to you by LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride presented by Chevrolet. Their mission is to start conversations about the most significant issues in the LGBTQ plus community, like healthcare access, starting a family, youth homelessness, living in rural areas, issues with aging, justice reform, and much more. And we are very excited to talk to you all today. Mm-hmm. Drag queen. I'll start. Don't, no, I'll start. You're always trying to get the, the first word in. And I'm that not That's not true. You're always trying yes, to get the first are. word. Yes, you're always trying to get the first word. If we go, go back, ahead. listen, every podcast starts with you either singing a song, beat bop, and I'll just be like, so I'm starting yeah. today. We'll start. So, so hello, everyone. How are you all? Um, I'm really excited to say we have, a really, we have a really, really special episode to bring to you all today. Um, and it's, uh, it's brought to you by LGBTQ Nations Authentic Voices of Pride presented by uh, Chevrolet. And the mission is to start conversations about the most significant issues in the LGBTQ plus community, like healthcare access, starting a family, youth homelessness, um, living in rural towns, issues with aging, justice reform, and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and, and I love it. It is very to funny to hear you say LGBT. LGBTQ. <laughs> Why is that so funny? You think queer people are funny? You think queer people no, are joke? No, not queer people. You. Just you think, you're the funny one. You think queer people Actually, are no, joke? Actually, no, that's, that's a compliment. You're not, you're not funny. Actually, you're not funny. You think queer Well, you're in the minority on that one. Um, <laughs> so you think queer people's existence is like some just big hee-hee-ha-ha-ha to you? Not a hee-hee-ha-ha-ha. You're, 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 you have so much energy today. This is so unlike you. Uh, so here's my question for you. What has your experience like been like being a queer person trying to get some healthcare because it has been a very sometimes triggering and um frustrating experience for me personally well you know i got really lucky because i actually had a friend recommend me their therapist and then i had a call with him and then he did inform me that he was not allowed to therapize me because of uh there's like laws like you know therapists and I'm, I'm probably gonna misquote this but from what i understand like therapists in New York cannot give therapy to people who live in LA for like some legal reasons. So anyway, but he was this really fierce black queer guy and he recommended me to a very fierce black queer therapist um, who's queer affirming. And like, I don't, I didn't have to explain pronouns or, uh, or explain like trans people or non-binary identities. They just knew it It was, it it was really, it was, I've had it easy, but I realized that everyone does not have that same luxury. Well, because the T is a lot of the healthcare system is built on the assumption that patients are straight, cis, conform to traditional um, family settings and social situations. And, you know, and the, the, the queer community, we just, baby, we're built different, as the kids say on TikTok. You know what I mean? Queer community, we have lots of challenges in a lot of those things that I mentioned before. And when it comes to medical care, like, we want to talk about our bodies and our experiences and not feel judged or not feel like the person's looking at you, looking at you like you got 10 heads. Then but like, girl, imagine me trying to go to therapy. I I am polyamorous, I am pansexual, <laughs> and I'm a lot more attractive than the average person. So it was really I why you why'd you laugh when I said the last part? Why'd you why was that <laughs> what, what was that chuckle? What was that chuckle? What what was that? What was that? 
Maybe the average let's, person in, in, in Columbus, honey. In New York, we're all a 10. We're dime pieces here, baby. Let's move on. <laughs> um, today, so today's episode, Bob, we're going to talk about healthcare as a queer person. How was your experience as um, getting healthcare as a queer person, Ben? Girl, I, haven't, I didn't have health insurance until... <laughs> Same. So like, like, I, 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 like after I aged like out of my three, mom's three years insurance. Ago? Yeah, like after I aged out of my mom's insurance, like as so after 25, I didn't have health insurance from 25 until uh, 31. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I got off my mom's insurance at 25. Um, I feel like Alaska at 25. And <laughs> oh my like God, Monet. You look amazing today. <laughs> I love their, your shirt. What does it say? Baby, I'm a thick icon. Love that. That's pretty, Do you want to get pretty, you one of my shirts? I'm good. I do a pretty good Alaska, though. I'm really, um, they're, they're, they're very. Oh, you got to talk Alaska. If She's I wanted like, a shirt, I, I could get one. Know. They're very cheap, so I could afford one if I wanted one. And I'm talking about the quality, not the price. Is that is, that, is that the energy you want to bring today? Is that the energy you want today? Because I can go there with you, Mama. I can go toe to toe. Oh, I can go further. I can go further. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I got off my most insured 25 as well, and then I got reinsured in my 30s, and um, I am now 37 years old, 36. I'm now 36 years old. Oh, she's aging herself up. You know, Bob, it's okay. You can be 37. Ain't, ain't no shame in your game, baby. I mean, You're 37. Ho- hopefully, I will be, it. hopefully, I will be 37 at some point. Let's be Fingers sh- crossed. Let's I'll make sh- it. Let's be shocked. If you make it to 38, we'll all be surprised. Why? What are you saying? You got a hit out on me? Because you you have health insurance, girl. <laughs> well, I, no, I, do, I do have health insurance. I, I am now. Oh, you a, have it now. Yes, I Yes, I have. Can we say who we have? Do you feel comfortable saying who who covers you? I can see. Yeah, I mean, well, I you're have secret sad. about your secret about random stuff. Money will be like, I don't want anyone to know what um what toenail polish I use. I don't oh want God, anyone to yeah, know. My, like my toenail polish is like a, it's like a, it's it's a sacred thing to me. My toenail no. polish. I, Bob, I literally said on the thing you t- you came to the camera. You're like, Mona, anything different? And I was like, Did you get some work done? You're like, Mona, did- how dare you say that? I did not. You said, What's up with your face? What you got on your face? <laughs> Your face is weird. You did something in your face. That's what you said. Anyway, when I have when I got health insurance, like you could not tell me. Like I felt like I put on my big boy pants. I thought I thought I had an Amex black card. I walk into the nurse's office. I was like, yeah, and I was seeing the doctor now. She she was like she was like you and the thirteen year old girl behind you. <laughs> Everyone here, but it, it it does it does give you a sense of pride because when back yeah. back in the day when you were filling it out, they'd be like. And in, in your insurance, you'd be like, I don't have any insurance. They'd be like, <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like I'm so sorry again. What, what's I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have any insurance. I'm not covering my And then, oh, so you're paying out of pocket. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I, all right. I, well, here's a band aid. That'll be eighteen thousand dollars. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely um do. I I used to stay at City MD. Stayed at City MD in the city. Why, Bob? Okay, first of all, I see what you're trying to insinuate, and it was usually because um, I found this out recently, which we've discussed in the podcast already. I would always get these intense earaches. I mean, intense earaches, mm. and I was like, "Why does my ear hurt so much?" And apparently, I I produce more earwax than than most people, and apparently, this people is with so wild. apparently people with so when you get a lot of earwax, your ear starts hurting, like it really like it swells, and your ear canal starts to hurt, and apparently, um. Uh, I'm, this, this is not my claim, 
But according to my, to my ENT, um, who's your ENT? Because I recommended you. You're welcome. You know, you want to be me so bad. First everyone, of all, you everyone, did not. Bianca recommended everyone, me to this ENT. Everywhere I go, you go. I, Bianca Del Rio recommended me to this ENT. What year did you move back to New York City? Did I move back to New York City? Yeah, I have never school. moved back to New York City. No, you were living. Oh, in, you were living in. Um, you were living in New Jersey. You were living in New I, Jersey. That I went to college in New Jersey. Did you live? Were you? Did you go to sleep there? Did My you, home was did, still did in you, Brooklyn, did, New York. Did you? <laughs> First of all, I don't snore. If you ask Andy, I am a very, I'm a very like dainty I sleeper. I sleep. I, I sleep. This, this is how I sleep. Well, just so you all know, I okay. First of all, Monet drools when she's wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> I do not drool so you, I'm not a drooler You know that it'd be I a say, I did say, Monet wakes up in a puddle Honey I did say that one time like When I used to back When I used to go to school in New York City And I would be um, And I would be on the train Because you, you see people falling asleep on the train right I would be on the train Bob I would wake up And when I tell you I would have a bib of drool on my jacket, on my T-shirt. I would wake up so, and then you know it's it's, it's like a packed rush hour train. You wake up like, oh look look at me completely unshocked. I'm like, yeah, that scans, that scans. <laughs> anyway, back to what we were what we were saying. Um, I was talking about insurance. Oh, the earache. So my ear my ear would swell, and I was always mm-hmm. sitting trying to figure out why my ear was hurting. And I and I just got some wax removed from my ears recently, and it costs like. <laughs> 300 400 bucks every time i wanted to get ear taken wax taken out of my ear it was really wild wow. um and have you how, how what how have your experiences been in terms of uh going to the uh the doctor's office yeah uh pre-insured and now insured well you know funny you say that because you know because i didn't have insurance i wasn't able to like you know choose a like a, like choose my doctor I was just going to whatever was available at the urgent care at the CDMD whatever it is and you know oftentimes like there I mean to my knowledge anyone at the office was not making me feel particularly uh safe as a queer person because I will go to get like STD testing and and you know stuff like that and, and you know I may have had some things and Try to, trying to explain to someone who is not a queer person that, hey, I slept with this partner and I know that they had this. Like, I guess straight people just don't get STDs. Well, they, they, don't, they don't get them as frequently as I did. But trying to explain to people who are not queer at the office what you need and why you need it, they just look at you like you like 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 you're a freaking Rubik's cube. Like they're like, what are you talking about? So I I would always have like weird interactions trying to explain what I needed because I am a gay man and it's seen that. There was a lot of straight people working or assisting or taking care of me. Well, yeah, I think that, okay, so I started going to uh, to get testing. Instead of going to the city MD, I would just go to some of the queer places, like the Gay Men's Health Crisis, mm. uh, um, which is, a which is I mean, it's really interesting to be able to walk into a place where everyone is... Not every, I don't know that everyone. I don't know that everyone at the, at the Gay Men's Health Crisis is queer. I don't know that, but I do know that they have a, a general understanding of what it means to be queer, and and the questions don't seem as uh, intrusive or embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Something about being able to share, like have another queer person in that space with you when you answer these questions, it feels a lot less. Um, I don't know something about like just a a, a, a a cis straight doctor being like, "Do you have sex with with men?" And I'm like, "My wow, we are really diving yeah. into my personal life here, aren't we, buddy?" 
Well, you know, I mean, I mean, the, the, the tea is that you know, let's queer, queer people face more, you know, uh, more tr- more trauma or more turmoil in the area. And according to the APA, the American Psychiatric Association, LGBT we got research. Adult, <laughs> yes, oh, LGBT adults. My name must have had a new intern. Wow, according to the APA, she says. Yes, honey. Well, you know, Bob, I did graduate from college. I'm very read up and very knowledgeable on a lot of things. Mm, ooh. I can't wait to see how this <laughs> can't wait to see how this music degree pays off in this conversation about healthcare. <laughs> um, according to the APA, LGBT adults and youth are twice as likely to experience depression and anxiety as addiction rates soar. Transgender individuals face battles across much of the country for life-saving treatment, and seniors still face discrimination in in the end of life care. And you know, Bob. Since you are approaching your end of life, this is Jesus really Christ. pertinent to you. Do you have plans? Do you have a? You, I'm starting to think you have a hit on me. I'm sorry. Also, can I tell you something too? Monet randomly the other day, randomly Monet and Jacob were both randomly. I was like in my kitchen or on the phone. I can't remember where it was. They were both like, "Do you have a will?" And Monet's like, "No, not a will. You need a uh, a trust. A trust." And these two are both being like, "Well, Bob, when you die, like they're like they're in cahoots, making eyes at each other." Do you have a will? I not answer. I'm not telling you to. That's Bob, for first sure. Of all, first of all, I, you you're not on my will, and I don't. I'm not trying to be on yours. I, I I have I have nothing to gain from you, baby. Jacob was the one back there trying to sharpening sharpening the butter knives, and over there. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. First of all, uh, I don't want to inherit any of your uh, ill-fitting dresses. <laughs> <laughs> at all what am, what am i gonna do with a bunch of um dresses that, that don't even fit your your ass let alone mine honey girl we are in new york do you hear the symphony of sounds outside sirens fire hydrants i don't hear but this is what? oh no i hear that never mind i hear that welcome welcome to new york welcome back welcome back yeah. to the city honey we've been waiting for you we're both in new york city i'm in i'm in um hell's kitchen monet's in chelsea where i'm in flat iron honey i'm in, in my in my in my palatial loft the one that you own, this, this is one of your lofts you own? It is. Oh, nice. I guess we're just um, going to spread a lot of fake news on the, on, online today. So, <laughs> I, so, uh, so you know, the, the, game, the game is health crisis, um, and I did my research, too. Mm-hmm. Was founded in 1982, and this was a, 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 a in part a big response to uh, the government's failure to respond to HIV and AIDS. You know, ACT UP. Um, which was 1987, which is which Girl. is a little less active. And I like, Act Up is is still like around, but not as active as it used to be. Was really like responding to some because you know. So I know about AZT because of. Can I tell you how I know about AZT? Oh my god, tell me and I'll tell you mine. Rent. Oh my god, me too. AZT so, break. AZT break. So I ah! learned. <laughs> So we're I, so gay. And we no, are literally. so gay. And, and, very, and this, this is very gay millennial. It's very gay millennial specifically. Yes. Gen Z's are like, what's a, what's a rent? <laughs> like, I don't pay rent. What are you talking about? I, it's not it's not giving free. Um, but we but we because we are gay millennials, we we grew up loving rent. And I'm the first time I heard of the term AZT. Well, AZT was this like was this um medicine that could really uh heighten your quality of life if you were living with HIV and AIDS, specifically HIV in the um in the nineties and in in, in in um and it was like it was the medicine was just not getting out. It's it's a big part. It's also a big part of the the play um, Angels in America. Um, and the medicine in the 80s and 90s was just not getting out, especially in America. And because a lot of the politicians didn't want to discuss, they didn't want to, they didn't want to say the word HIV or the word AIDS um, on mm-hmm. TV. Um, and 
you know, and, and Act Up used to do some wild stuff. Did you, like, you know, they, they did this. What one of their explanations was they they took all these people. This is like really really sad, obviously. But a lot of the people whose loved ones, partners, brothers, sisters, fathers died of you know mothers died of HIV and AIDS related complications. They would they took their ashes to the White House and dumped them dumped them on yep. the lawn of the White House. And it was really insane. There was a lot of people like crying and just like, like, like obviously it's a very emotional. I can't even imagine how emotional that must be. Um, yeah. And, and, but and ACT UP did a lot of stuff like this. A lot of really wild activism. They, they, and, and the uh, Game of Health Crisis was a little, was a little more, um, not as radical <laughs> as, as ACT UP. I mean, it's right there in the name. I mean, ACT UP is yeah. like, they're like, we're going to, we're going to get, we're gonna get wild up in here. Well, you know, Bunny. You know, I have, I have another podcast, um, which that's you know very nice and sweet, and we talk to each other very kindly. Um, it's called nice. Ebony and Irony with Lady Bunny. Me too. And, and I have Bunny- one called uh, Town Hall with Peppermint, where we are lovely to each other, lovely. <laughs> despite all your efforts mm-hmm. um but with lady bunny and bunny we we often talk about this because you know on the on that podcast we have different people like jane county like um older queens who lived through this stuff and bunny was telling me like back in the day like she would like li- like you know how we would go to our gigs or we would go to you have your barracuda monday you go to industry on tuesday the help on wednesday whatever it is she was like but in like the course of her gigs in one week like she by each gig like each night like people would just not come to work and you could even, and you chucked up to their sick, but like by the next week, they will be gone. She was like, a lot of the bartenders, the bar bags, the DJs, like, really like just disappearing because they were, because all her friends were dying from this disease. And I can't, I can't fathom, I cannot fathom that reality. Like going to my gigs every week and, you know, got, you know, Chris Dunbar is gone this week or Cole is gone. Pixie, like that to me, that sounds, living through that is such a traumatic thing. And that is a, that, that's something that a lot of queer people, are older, you know, uh, uh, people like Jackie B, like Bunny, like Kevin Aviance, like those are the people who experienced that. And that just sounds so traumatic and only something that other queer people, gay people can can identify with. But because of, because of this stuff was happening in nightlife, you have things like fundraisers like Broadway Bears, yeah. um, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS that came have into ever, the picture and started to raise money. Have someone pass away suddenly and you were like, oh my God. Yeah, an aunt. I had an aunt that passed away suddenly. That um, when I was uh, like about over a decade ago, I'm from cancer, but it yeah. happened in like six months. Yeah, an, an an old friend of mine passed away two nights ago. Like one of my first drag friends. I got I got the call yesterday when I was actually as I was pulling into New York City. So you know, I want to send a lot of love to um, Dustin Poche, um, mm-hmm. or as uh, or as some of your drags just know you, Dusty Poche. Really, really phenomenal, a talented drag queen, amazing costume designer, brilliant artist, like a like a sculptor. Um, just in a, Atlanta? No, um, here in New York, here in New York City. But then, okay. uh, she moved back to Kansas uh, mm. before, before, way before the pandemic, way before the pandemic. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, I, I got the news yesterday when I when I when I when I uh, landed in New York City um, on the wow. way to my hotel, and I was just like, and you know, I can't imagine getting multiple of those calls a day so i just wanted to send some love to right. to dusty Poucher, who was a real a real true true artist and just brilliant um just brilliant brilliant drag queen um and and it and it does you know my 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 uncle is uh queer my 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 uncle steve everyone knows my uncle steve he got money uh that's my line from drag race 
Um, Uncle Steve, you know, has been living with HIV for. Wait, you said on Drag Race? I said this ad was paid for by Uncle Steve. He got money. Do you watch the show, Tamar? Do you watch the it was, show? It was, it was it was a long time ago, my baby. It was a long time ago, your season. Anyway, yeah, established, honey. Um, but my uncle Steve has been has been um you know living with um with HIV and AIDS for a uh woof, I think over twenty five years now. Wow. And um and and he's always going on about how you know a lot of his friends and this was in Atlanta, so n- not not New York City but in Atlanta. He was always going on about how um how many people just did not make it through you know the crisis but i do love mm-hmm. that like like have you done any of the broadway bears or 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 broadway cares or anything i mean at me and pixie's show uh uh at least one the of one our that shows i gave you know continue pixie we would um at least one of the nights we would like donate our tips or like a portion of our tips all to and, you know, because we would make money at the help, right? And we would donate our tips to Broadway Cares because, so if, if you guys don't know, especially for a lot of queens and, you know, because a lot of like gay boys and, and and Broadway folks would come to our shows and like they would, they would, they, they walk around the gay bars with these buckets, often like a, not often, but sometimes in a very scandalous outfit because the Broadway Bears, I mean, the Broadway Cares show, Broadway Bears, Broadway Cares is so high energy. It's, it's, it's all about stripping and like reveals and like revealing down to nothing, you so know? So wait, just to, so to be clear, Broadway, Broadway Cares came first and then Broadway Bears made the show, made the show, which is yeah. uh, the, 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 which is all the money goes towards, um, you know, helping with. Well, I think it is more than it's, it's now more. It started off as just HIV and AIDS, but now it's like general health care, also helping people with helping um, people with. Uh, it does more. It does a lot more than just um, HIV and AIDS these days. But but yeah, Broadway Broadway Bears Broadway Cares does a lot of amazing work. They were they were they were doing COVID relief. They're doing like a lot of stuff. Do you know? Do you know? I want to see. I I want to see. Um, I want to see at the next Broadway Bears. They take that. Uh, the big song in a strange loop, <laughs> when it becomes the church, and I I think that's why AIDS, AIDS is God's punishment. Yeah, the song's called AIDS is God's punishment. Yeah. I wanted to see, I want to see them take that song and make that into a Broadway Bears number. I don't know how you make that take that and make it this like reveal. Uh, so uh, I want to give you all a spoiler alert in case any of you oh, sorry. Tend, to yeah, see, and tend to see Strange Loop on tour or something. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's still on Broadway anymore, is it? I think it's closed. Yes, it's closed. But they're probably going to go on tour soon or if your school's doing it. But um, at the uh, end- School? You think a school could do Broadway Bears? I mean- uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, schools do Angels in America. This is true. This is true. And they they like they have like school. Yeah, true. true I don't mean true. a middle school. I mean a college. <laughs> okay. Well, Bob, you said school. Girl, I'm from New York City. In New York City, in in ninth grade, we did like we did rent in school. Girl, at my school, we had to get permission to do Lil Abner. Okay. <laughs> um, in case your college or or, or a local regional th- or a regional theater has to do at the end of so it's 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 a, it's a play it's a play about a black queer person writing a play about a black queer person writing a play about a black queer person, and toward the end it's about his struggle with his family and in the song periodically he um he goes on and on they go on and on about how his mother would call him and like constantly remind him that he could get aids and that he could die and then um you know he's hearing the, the 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 verbiage aids is god's punishment um specifically to gay people to queer people mm-hmm. and they turn into this big raucous number 
toward the end of the show again i gave you a spoiler alert so if you if you're still here it's because you you wanted it to hear it um but yeah it was a really wild uh in your face um shows Girl. like shows like that shows like angels in america which is just mm-hmm. you know seven hours of in your face about you know hiv and aids um written written in the height of it by the way written and performed in the in the, in the height of the hiv and aids ep- epidemic um so i can't even imagine how impactful that must have been you know um uh larry kramer had a a a, a, a huge successful show um so there, there, there's a theater has really been doing its part to to release the stigma and shame um centered around um what it, what it what it must be like to live with hiv and aids Especially in you know for black and brown communities, right? Because black and Hispanic populations, we uh, we let me speak my experience growing growing up as a black person and what that looked like to me. Like in in high school and stuff, I would go to a lot of Kiki Function and stuff at the Gay Men's Health Crisis over there on Twenty Third Street, and they talked a lot about you know educating people and young black and brown people about 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 AIDS specifically in our community because a lot of us don't have families or our families kick us out or we can't go back home. You look you look at Par- movies like Paris is Burning where a lot of these kids, they would be like 13, 12 down at the piers down at Christopher Street because they have been excommunicated from the communities, from their families because they're queer. And 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 you hear them say, because, you know, my, my mom said, you're going to get AIDS so you can't come home. So I think there's a lot of, especially in, in that time period, to educate people about what, that that it not only affects black and brown people, it does affect us dis- disproportionately because we can't go home, because we can't um, uh, um, get healthcare. And I think that because of things like Revolution in Color and a clinic for us and a community mobilized college, Black Treatment Advocates Network, all these places are educating and also helping saving black and brown people who are affected more and, by and, the disease. And I know y'all. I know. I want to be clear that I know Monet and I are, are talking a lot about New York City. That's probably because you know I lived in New York City for twelve. I actually lived in New York City longer than any city I've ever lived in, um, actually. And yeah. but there's stuff. There's stuff. There is stuff around the world. And um, I do. I will acknowledge that it it tends to skew toward larger cities. So if you go to New York City or L.A. or Chicago, mm-hmm. Atlanta, you know, um, L.A. has the Black AIDS Institute, which is um, it, you know, it's about awareness um, and prevention and, and um, you know, mobilization for people who are um, living with HIV and AIDS. And they have a lot of remarkable. Um, resources over at the Black AIDS Institute in Los Angeles, especially if you're, you know, Black Latinx uh, queer person living in the living in near LA County. Um, they have like a clinic for us, which offers like respectful and culturally appropriate health services to like, you know, Black and Brown queer people and other underserved communities as well. A Revolution in Color, which is a social support system and programs for like Black and queer communities in Los Angeles. So there are programs, and, and I really I cannot. I can not recommend enough that you all go and Google what resources may be available in your area because you might be shocked. You might be shocked. Yeah. Have you have you have you ever have you ever remember when you and I went to the latex ball um, thrown by um, GMAT, mm-hmm. which was very cute. And even there, like they if, if, in, in the in the craziness of a, of the latex ball the biggest ball that happens like they are like handing out condoms and they are like you see like active uh um active like 
tools and vehicles they have to keep um, to educate people about spreading disease and how you can protect yourself and protect others, which I I, I love because you know as we said we talked about it on, on podcast before we were there for like nine hours. There are people running in Wednesday Adams wigs, Pugsley, Morticia, yeah, all these crazy yeah. things, but they're still doing their work to keep you know people safe and to keep people informed. Well, I mean, so you you know, coming out of HIV positive is still a very impactful uh, in this day and age. You know, on Giant, I came out as uh, as HIV positive mm, um, on the one. season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, like 15, yeah. 16 years ago. You know, uh, Trinity Cabonet on season um, six. I, I feel like I feel like RuPaul, uh, Seattle. Um, and, um, <laughs> Billy Porter came out as HIV positive, and um, and there's a great video um, of Billy Porter talking about that on um, LGBTQ Nation that you all should go check out. Yes, 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 honey, y'all. So we should we should try to get Billy as a guest on the podcast. Do you think we can get Billy on here? Um, you gotta let these children know what time it is. I used to see Billy gotta all the time. Gotta let these children know what. Yeah, and he he started he started avoiding you. Did you notice that? Notice, on fire you know, island you, notice you never billy, see him anymore because he's avoiding billy you. and his husband they would be on a billy, fire they used yeah to come i'll tell to, leave you alone <laughs> they used to come to um what was that show i used to do on friday nights girl s they used to come to girl s on friday nights and watch the show billy would and maybe i'm just i'm misremembering it i feel like billy would always be in like a full white outfit no matter what night it was i would always i was like how how do people do you ever look at someone and be like how do you have this many white clothes i just i don't have any white clothes not in drag that's I, not like a white t-shirt i own a white suit i have one white suit out of drag out of drag yes like a suit for what for wearing on my body Monet. for for, for wait, wait, when did you wear it when did you wear it i've i wore one to my brother's wedding and i was gonna wear one to the vmas but i chose to wear something else instead you wore a white suit to your brother's wedding? Yes, I did. Why, girl? Were you the bride? What do you What do you mean you wore a white suit to your brother's birthday? What? I mean, I mean what I said. I I wore a white suit to my brother's wedding. What do you want from me? Hey, you never hear you don't wear white to the wedding. You like you got you trying to upstage the bride. It's not about you. Okay, it's about it's about Shalena. It's typically a rule for people who dress in a very feminine form. Um, and her name was not Shalena. My, I said Shalena. Her name is also not Shalena. What's her name? The mother of my niece, Tashira. It's Shalena. Tashira. Shalena's my cousin. Tashira is my niece's mother. Right. Um, and my brother's current wife is Lindsay. But when he got married to Tashira, I wore a white suit because that's what my brother picked. All the all the um groomsmen were wearing white suits. Y'all. Are y'all a country? Y'all are so country. You just call my family. <laughs> you said I call your family name. <laughs> yeah, when they were country, I am from the South. I keep telling you, I keep telling you, I am from the South. I am from Georgia, Alabama, Uns, Mississippi. I am as country as they come. Bob, you won't let us forget it. We know, we know you're from every. Oh yeah, every, we you know you you're from every nation you in the South. And you mentioned being raised in Brooklyn, despite living in living in St. Lucia for 18 years. But somehow you were raised in Brooklyn and and lived in Atlanta for a year too. So what is the truth, Monet? You're from eight neighborhoods in Brooklyn. You're from three different countries. You're from Atlanta, Georgia. You lived in New Jersey. So what's the truth, Monet? Where are you, uh, really honey? From? I am. I am a modern. I'm a modern day Renaissance woman. Okay, I'm from everywhere and nowhere at all. Anyway, run, run not Renaissance. Run a scam. That's what you are. <laughs> you're you're you're, um, you're a run a scam woman. Is what you are, honey. I want to talk to you about mental health sobriety and recovery, Bob. Things that 
um, sobriety, especially, is 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 a thing. You know, can I? Okay, I don't know. I want to say you're the you're, first. You're obsessed with sobriety. You are I, obsessed with people not drinking and like you. You, I am not. What I literally drink. I drink like a sailor. You're obsessed with other people's sobriety. It like it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. Yes, oh, Monet, you are obsessed. You talk about sobriety more than I do, which is crazy. That man. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Years. That's the problem. <laughs> is that the problem? I think it says that there might be some other problems on this. You know, we have a saying. I'll save a chair for you, honey. <laughs> you know I'll what? Right about it. Right about it. Um, I will say I don't. I mean. I, I think you're like the first per, like person I've known who's like done a program. Like I think maybe I've met sober people before, but I don't think I was ever aware of like sobriety like in the way that you know a lot of my friends are um um have have achieved a sobriety like that. You know, the queer sober scene in New York City is actually really sickening. It's like massive. The queer sober scene in New York City is really, really uh, a great New York City, in my opinion, is a great place. Probably the best place in the world to get sober, especially if you are really, especially if you're a queer person. This is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place to get sober. Um, uh, sober living is a, is, a, is a great program that I used to uh, go to here in, excuse me, in New York City. Sober living is this, is, a, is this really cool organization here in the city that would um let you like they would throw these parties because some people can't. Some people in the middle of the sobriety cannot go. And just party at the clubs and the bars. Yeah. The reason I was able to go to the clubs and the bars because I had sober friends that I went to the bars with. Like it was me and like a group. I had this big group of like sober drag queens that I hung out with at a, at like you know a lot of them. My my, my old uh, sober Marty, drag friends. Uh-huh, um, Frosty. No, I did not meet Marty in, in sobriety. I met Marty in a messiness outside Vlada. I met Marty Got in it. full on a messy <laughs> Yana, honey. Mess the house down, <laughs> mess. Um. But anyway, we 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 go out together and party and, and have like a lot of fun, and um and then this thing called living sober. There were, there were these dances and these events and these shows, cabarets, drag uh, the sober. There's actually a really fierce sober drag scene. Um, I was Miss Sobriety. I think it was 2011. Is that the year you did um, a dress would be my strongest suit? No, that was that was that was the that was the it was the second year, the year after that I won my second time uh, doing. It. I actually, you know, my biggest competition, rest in peace, was uh, Dusty Pouchet. Dusty Pouchet was like the queen to oh. be, and everyone was like, "You cannot be Dusty Pouchet." That's like you will never. She's insane. She's a, she's like Dusty Pouchet, and um and I and and we, her and I actually really bonded over that. And I, she was I was very intimidated by her, very intimidated by her. Um, rest in peace. I really miss her a lot. That's she's. I'm gonna. It was so crazy. I was talking to her like, yeah, I, I mean, everyone, whenever someone passed away, everyone, everyone always thinks about the last time. They, I was just talking to her beep, 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 beep ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, because it really is, is wild to think about. But to your, to your point, the fact that like, I, mean, I love that New York is, 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 you know, is a great place to get sober, but it's like kind of the reason why like you need, it's, it's really important to build these communities and safe square, safe square spaces, these safe, queer spaces in rural areas like in places you know in small towns like our two favorite cities in andalusia alabama and in in, in Wilmington, wisconsin you can go and find a tribe and a community to get of sober people and sober need, community i need to take you to to andalusia alabama one day i've actually never been to wawatosa I, I only know wawatosa i've been near wawatosa because of because honey lebronx 
Huntington Bronx used to uh, Huntington Bronx is from Wauwatosa, and there everyone knows the reason why I always say those two sounds. Years ago, there's a video of Huntington Bronx, and she's doing some gig, and she's like, "I'm from Wisconsin," and someone in the audience cheers, and then Huntington Bronx goes, "Wauwatosa, Wauwatosa," <laughs> and I just will never forget that video of her going, "Wauwatosa, Wauwatosa." That's why I know Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and Andalusia, Alabama. Years ago. I did a show in Andalusia, Alabama with the Missoula Children's Theater. And even someone who is from Alabama and lived there for years, I hadn't even I hadn't heard of Andalusia. And I was like, <laughs> what is Andalusia, Alabama? So I've always whenever I want to pull up an obscure, my three things, when I want to make up make up a, a random drag queen, I always say squiggly bubble pants. Whenever <laughs> I want to say a small town, I say either Andalusia, Alabama or Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Do you remember squiggly bubble pants? Squiggly bubble. Wait, is that a real queen? No, it's just a name I used to always make up. I'm like, and here comes some new drag I queen. Do, I, here come, here comes Squiggly Bubble Pants. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> are, are you in, are you in therapy? I'm in therapy. Can you ask people if they're in therapy? Can you just go? Are you? <laughs> yes. I can ask you. We're friends. Are you are you in therapy? I've never had therapy. You know, I'm I, just this well adjusted. Until you go to therapy and you find out. You know, I um I I hadn't started therapy until I was thirty six. You want to mm-hmm. ask me how old I am? How old are you, Bob? Thirty six. I went to therapy <laughs> for the first time this year. Um, I went to uh, a, a queer affirming therapist. Um, I I I felt like I, I was like, but but honestly, I cannot believe it took so long, and I I really cannot recommend. Especially black people, we need to be going to therapy. Black people, we need to be going to therapy. I feel like we're just kind of taught that we just don't or it's just not a thing. Girl, these people stay up in therapy. They be, <laughs> I was talking to my therapist. I was be, be, be booping. And, and there is this stigma around mental health that, oh, if, if you go if you go to therapist, honey, you you need some help. No, just like you go see a doctor for your physical body, like like a, 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 a pediatrician or a general practitioner mm. for your physical body, going to um um going to a therapist for to take care of your mental body too, that is a thing. Yeah, and and for people who may suffer with mental health things or you have suicide ideation thoughts, yeah, what, if what it gets as extreme as suicide ideation, I recommend everyone go you can you can, you can call the trevor project yes um to get help but also it's not there's there's more than just trevor project go to your local uh queer center and ask them what resources they have that might be available to you you know what i mean there, there, yeah. there's, there's there's a lot out there trevor project is definitely one of the, the biggest ones though mm-hmm. life-saving work baby it's very important mas importante but um but what i'm saying is like it really is like uh we we gotta get our asses into a therapist seat or on a Zoom across from a therapist, you owe it. You owe it to yourself. And there's a lot of really fierce people advocating for queer affirming mental health. You know, um, uh, Constance Zhao um, is, is is working to make sure that there like people can get queer affirming mental health and attending medical school to pursue psych- psychiatry. Um, and we need a lot of people like that. Like you know, they co-founded the the, the Will Cornell Medicine Wellness Clinic, which is a student run resource, um, student run resource that provides mental health care to queer people while serving as a training ground for the next generation of practitioners. Um, but this is the kind of stuff that 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 we need in 
in the world, you know. I think that, you know, they 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 began therapy for the first time in their thirties. Same here, honey. Also started for the first time. And, you know, they have a, a history of a uh, family uh, like a, a family history of mental illness. Hello, same here. Do you have a history of, do, okay, let's do Monet, do you have any um do you have any uh, mental illness in your family? Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, especially not in my immediate family, but no one in my family, um Oh, so y'all just uh <laughs> Y'all just, y'all I mean, just, no one in my, fa- no my family smokes. No one in my family does anything. I am, when I tell you, I, I am the weird, I am the kookiest thing in my family. Like, like my family I believe like, this. You're the kookiest <laughs> thing in my life. Okay. And I'm, and I'm a world famous drag queen. <laughs> my family looks at me like, like, this, this dude is out here. He's a drag queen. Um, Why do you I, I, never I do Caribbean accents when you when you talk about your family? Like when you they, they, like they're not saying they, they don't go this dude. <laughs> How do they say it? How do they say it? They don't. My, okay, my family up here in the states they don't have accents. Okay, well, how about the ones in Saint in Saint Lucia? I'm not speaking like that. I'm not into that. Okay, well, y'all Google the video. Monet winning the Miss Caribbean pageant. If you, if you want to hear Monet St. Lucia accent, just Google as sweet as St. Lucia, and you can find Monet doing her her elusive St. Lucia accent. <laughs> not elusive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't think I don't Oh, by the way, when I, I when I when I do go home with you, St. Lucia, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna be secretly recording every word. Anyway, like um, I said, so I will I will be family- I will be recording every word. So y'all, we're gonna get up, we're gonna feast. On this day, honey. My family may have, but no one is, at least not, it's, it's undiagnosed. And as far as I can tell, everyone in my family seems to be okay. So maybe it's coming later. Maybe may, maybe ours kicks in like later on in life, like in well, our like 70s and 80s. Just to be clear, because you have, <laughs> it, just because you have something with your mental health doesn't mean you're not okay. And I think that no, no, that no, no. Is, I'm saying, I'm saying, but it may be undiagnosed, not not diagnosed, like, like undiagnosed. Like maybe someone has it. BPD, or maybe someone has, you know, I don't know. But it's they may have it, but they've never been to a doctor to get treatment, or, you know. My family is riddled with mental health, <laughs> with mental health stuff, and there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of it going on in my family, uh, and um, and I definitely, you know, some of my moms always say. I used to ask my mom because my mom, when I was a bartender, I was obs- I was like, I was one of those folks who wanted to be like a career, a career bartender, like, like whatever the alcohol version of a sommelier is. I wanted that, but for like spirits and not just a drunken a. Yeah, I mean, basically, I was like, I wanted, to, I was like, one of, I wanted to be one of those bartenders who flipped the stuff. I wanted to own bars. I was upset. I mean, I was obsessed. I was deep, deep, deep in my addiction, obviously. And I was every breathing second of my life was either about drinking or figuring out how to drink or making cocktails or all this kind of stuff. Um, and I used to try to get my mom. I wanted to make her drinks at the bar I worked at. I my mom would not. She would not drink. And I'd be like, Why won't you just have a drink? Or oh, and she's like, She's like, Well, there. You know, if other people get hooked on it, why wouldn't I? If other people get hooked so easily, why wouldn't I? That's why I don't mm-hmm. drink. That's why I don't do drugs. That's why I don't do any of that. Any of this, you know, stuff. So I've definitely been trying to take a look out for my mental health. And 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 by the way, it's not just if it's not just for you. It's also for like other people. In your life as well, when you, when you look into yourself, when you do a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself, um, you can really be. Uh, you can. Are you giving me. us some steps? That's that is that is that's for me to know and for you to find out. But um, you can you know really show up better for others once you really look into who to to quote Arfiki. I am not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. What? Anytime you do your Rafiki voice, it sounds like my voice when I went to Mesopotamia. 
I am not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Honestly, you know, iconic. <laughs> Rafiki is a queer icon. I'm going to name it right now. Rafiki is a queer icon. I have a question. Do you think, do you think I don't in Los think Angeles? Very, not very often. I know you don't. That's that's clear on this podcast. But I want you to like to really challenge yourself and try it right now. Do you think that you and I could open a sober bar? No, 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 no. You don't want that. As a sober, as a sober person, what, 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 what do you do in a sober bar? First of all, the way that most bars operate is be, is through the markup from alcohol sales. So a bottle of like if you the the bottle that they buy for eighty bucks. By the time they have finished selling it, they have made over like like nine hundred dollars on this bottle on this bottle of like Grey Goose or or whatever. So no. Okay, I, but Bob, they have they have they have sober spirit. Patty's telling me there's a sober spirit store that sells like they that that sells like you know vodka and bourbon and gin. That's that's all sober. That's that's not alcoholic. So you can do it in the same way, maybe. You know, I also, I, I also just don't. I as I feel like I'm the target demographic for that, and I'm just not interested. I don't want. I feel like that is really for people who like just got sober like last week, and they're and they're desperately trying to re retaste uh, Jack Daniels because they just missed the taste of of Jack Daniels. What? Well, according to Business Insider, sober bars are selling fancy mocktails and they are booming, honey, showing that dry January is more than just a trend as Americans increasingly adopt alcohol-free lifestyles, Roberta. But I will say, I have tried one of Patty's sober drinks and that sh it's like it's sugar. Sugar. Sugar, sugar. girl, sugar. It's <laughs> like... I'm drinking a glass of sugar, sugar girl, sugar, girl. sugar. Like, it is very sweet. So if we could find like a happy medium between non-alcohol and not making it just a glass of, of well, I mean, sugar. I mean, girl, they just call they call drinks mocktails. Like they'll be like mocktail. Like Mary, this is just fully lemonade. This is just <laughs> it's not a mocktail. It's lemonade, Mary. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're obsessed with Beyonce. You're obsessed with Beyonce. You cannot let this girl. You cannot let this I do, girl alone. You're right. I do love Beyonce. You, oh, you got me. Hands up. You got me. And who's the one? Who's the one that? Who's the one that puts you onto Beyonce? You nah, want to tell me? Thank you. Nah, you think? You think? You you think I? You think I found out about Beyonce because of you? You think I found out about Beyonce because of you? You think? Yes, my, you think Bob. my 36 year old ass found out about Beyonce? No, because Giselle knows Carter because of you. Because of Monet Xavier change. You think I was just skipping through the world, never heard the name Beyonce, and then I bumped into you, and he said, have you heard of this new artist, Beyonce? Yes. <laughs> Girl, if you don't sit your bald-headed ass down. Take that. Take What did? What did? What did take off your hat. What did you say? You balding. Take, take, you balding. Take, take off your hat. You balding. <laughs> I have hair, honey. Look at this, honey. I have hair. Yeah, unlike you, I can grow it, honey. Yeah, unlike Monet. Look at that, honey. Ask Monet to do this. Ask let's Monet if she you. could ever let's do this. You. Let's see you in two weeks. Take out the rest of the hat. Take out the rest of the hat. Show us, you know show what? us right here. You know, on the show us right here. You know, on the next podcast, on the very next podcast. Oh, don't you dare. I will I take exactly the hat off. This is. On Please. the, the no. very next podcast we see, I will take my hat off and show the world. Reveal yourself. You Honey, are literally. You I'm are the literally, worst thing I, for your mental health. My come I up is the worst thing you. for your mental health, honey. I can't stand you. 
Because I know exactly why you'll have hair. Some of so us don't grow, Some of us grow a full head of hair, honey. <laughs> Girl, I have to shave my forehead. The hairline is so low, honey. It's giving Tina Burner hairline, honey. I can't. You're it's disgust. giving Christian Sieber. Sieber, honey. Sieber. Oh, just you guys know. Sieber. Sieber, girl. Sieber. Just because people think that we that we made that up. That is just a reference to people who do not know. That is just a reference to Alyssa Edwards coaching Cameron Michaels on oh, season, season 10. 10 during the uh, no, Blair, 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 and, Blair and Cameron. Yeah. yeah, during the Farmer Rusical. She kept going. By the way, me and Monet, I don't even think Alyssa Edwards remembers this quote. It's just me and Monet doing it. Bigger, girl, bigger. <laughs> You know, people people come with me all the time and say that. Big girl. Oh, yeah. Girl, me too. At, at, at meet and greets. At, or, or, or if I'm like uh, leaving the comedy show walking, literally walking back to my dressing room. Big girl. Big girl. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny. Every single. It's never not funny. Big girl, girl. Big girl. How do we find queer spaces and silver spaces outside of big cities, though? Like, how? Well, luckily, I mean, I, we live in the age of the internet. You know, I think that. I mean, you know, I'll put it to you this way. I I have a I have a little TV show. Since we're plugging our since we're doing our side gigs, I'll plug my side gig now. Um I have a I have an Emmy Award winning television show called We're Here on HBO, where we go to a lot of small towns. And I what I found out is in in these towns, a lot of these people have met each other through Instagram, through message boards, through Reddit, through Facebook groups, Facebook groups. These small towns be on these Facebook groups. Finding that finding each other, hang out, they become friends. Um, you go to your local uh if if your small town does have an LGTB center or sometimes the LGTB center shares a space with uh, other foundations and organizations because they don't have enough support to have their own building. But they are queer people pop up everywhere. Queer people, you that's the thing about queer people. Queer people are you don't need queer people to make queer people. In fact, most queer people are made by straight people, oddly enough. So we pop up everywhere, all around the world, in every nook and cranny, in every corner. We worldwide. We're uh, international, international baby. Um, so especially y'all use the internet. The internet is a great resource. I'm I'm not one of those folks who's like who goes on about how I don't like social media. I love social media. Social media has given so much to the world, in my opinion. Are you one of the folks who's like? Can we just get off of our phones? Bob, literally, our, our, our whole business is on the phone. Of course I'm not. But you know folks who are like, can we just I envy. be off of our phones, please? I do. But I do something that I look at people who can be like, I'm taking like a, I'm taking, um, a, like Arcia right now is on a, is on a social media clench. You know that is social the media most Arcia sentence you've ever <laughs> Thank said. Thank you. Like that so the more that you learn Arcia, the more, the more you learn Arcia, you see, you see it, right? That is so Arcia. So like, oh, I see yeah, you. I just need like, a, I see you. <laughs> like, yeah, I just need, I, I, I just need a break from social media. So I'm not doing social media for the, for the, for six months. I was like, go off Arcia. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> Very artsy of Bob. Don't she got a podcast? <laughs> Very artsy. Well, she want she want to hear this for six months. We can say whatever we want to say. <laughs> we say what you need to, think, to say. We have six months to think of a rebuttal. Yeah. So utilize utilize things like TikTok, like Instagram, like Twitter to find those spaces. And you know, Kamika. Recently, I was hanging out with Kamika, and she turned me on. I forget. I mean, because I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I forget the Facebook group. Well, like Facebook, uh, there's like a whole other side of Facebook that's like about all these groups and stuff and how people do this stuff. Look into that. I she, 
this group that you were talking about was not about this. And she told me not to mention it in the podcast. I'll tell you offline. But Facebook got some groups about everything. Yeah, I, I used to have a group called Every Day No Matter What, which I, uh, this is what I was working out every day, no matter what. I was like, every day I'm going to do some form of working out no matter what, which I think I might get it's back It's a hard into. acronym. E N E E N M W. <laughs> Are you about to have an aneurysm? E E. e. <laughs> Who's gonna love me? Oh, you and I need to have a movie night. We need to watch this new Monique movie. Everyone's talking about it. Oh, the scary one. The reading. It's a scary one, right? With um, with uh, she, she, it's, it's her big return with uh, Daniel Lee. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Yeah. I, I was saying his name like like it appears in the phone book. Isn't it wild <laughs> that back in the day you could just look up someone's name and get their home address? That is- that's crazy. That's crazy. And you had to call the phone book to have your name taken out and pay them, I think. I might have made that part up. <laughs> you, Bob, Bob will add details. And you had to call and take it up. And a ransom. <laughs> no, and I, also pay them tax. <laughs> I heard, well, I heard that you had to pay them, but I can't remember if I made that up or that's real, but you did have to call to have your name taken out of the phone book. Like you, it, they didn't, you, didn't have to, you didn't opt in. You had to opt out. But were celebrities in it? If they if if they if they call if they didn't call and say please don't have me in there yeah they were, so you'll be fine yeah. is what I'm getting at. So you're in there. <laughs> so you made you made the cut, Mary. Are you? We've discussed. Are you a celebrity? Have you changed your thought yet? I think I I, I when we had the conversation I said yes I am a celebrity. I mean I think there are varying degrees of celebrity. I don't think yeah I'm you're Madonna. on the last level. Make I don't that think clear. I'm Whoopi Goldberg. You, and you're I'm not Bob the Drag Queen. Girl, let me. T- I was. I almost said something that ended our friendship. I'm like what? Uh, nothing, baby. I love you so much. Like what? What, Stormy? Stormy? You look just like <laughs> mummy, baby. Yeah. Everything I do, you claim you don't like me, but do everything like me. <laughs> that is what gets me. A true New Yorker. She didn't live eight years in um, Atlanta. Twelve years in. Um, uh, Germany, well, ten all, years in Trinidad and Tobago, you, nine years in St. Lucia. When I was in New York, stomping around New York City, getting on the two train, going to school, and doing these hard knock New York City life, you was out in Atlanta playing in the woods in the sticks, catching catching bullfrogs and catching your little fireflies in, in, in your little jars. That's what you was doing, honey. Yeah. I was in New York City, born, raised, and bred, baby. What about what 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 about the ten years in St. Lucia? What about those that big chunk of life? Yeah, yeah. I was still born in New York City. I was born at Kings County General Hospital, baby. More like Cook County Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Cook County well, is? Wow, so make it a well, in, yeah, in Atlanta. Cook County is in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it, 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 the Chicago, the, the musical Chicago takes place is the Cook County Jail. In Chicago, is Cook uh, County. I've never seen Chicago. I need to see Chicago. Oh, I was supposed to go see Chicago last night. I completely forgot. You got tickets and you didn't go. No, I didn't get tickets. I was gonna, I was gonna buy tickets. So what did you do last night? I just nothing. I, I went to dinner with Arcia. I was like, and that day, I was like, I'm supposed to do something tonight. Wow, Jinx, Jinx came to see you. 
she's, she's not coming to see me. She's and it's not about who getting to see who. I just, I really want to go see her in it. I saw like a little clip on YouTube and I was like screaming. I was like, bitch, first bitch all, better work. First of all, do your service as a subject to your queen. Be loyal to your queen. And she's go see your her, queen, her baby. She's yeah. the queen of all yeah. queens. Honey, be, she's your queen. Be loyal the to queen your of all queen, queens. honey. She, she reigns over those she beat. Okay, honey. The queen of all and, queens. And we all are know, you, and we all know, we all know who won that last lip sync. She demolished you. She it's literally ate in your you. name. Jinx Bob ate, the Drag honey, Queen. Jinx ate you like Bob like, the Drag like, Queen. Like, she's like your the, queen. Like that vegan sandwich she's gonna have tonight. She ate you, honey. She's not vegan. She's vegan? I don't know, but she gives off vegan vibes. She kind of looks vegan. If Jinx, Jinx says she's vegan, vegan. You, if Jinx says she's vegan, you'd be like, oh, for sure. She gives off vegan vibes. Because she's from Portland? Yeah, and she's like witchy and she's got the whole like. She like cares so much that she wouldn't want to hurt the animal's feelings. So what about all those chickens she'd be sacrificing in her closet? What about those chickens? I don't, I don't and those, think, that, those I don't think that she's a that kind of witch. That's Azalea, that's Azalea Banks kind of witch. Uh, Jinx literally had a, on her album. She has a track with Azalea Banks. Okay, now nah, I know you lied. And on, and on that note, and on that note, do you want to do you want to do you want to say one final thank you? To LGBTQ nations, authentic voices of pride presented by Chevrolet, or do you are you gonna do you not want? Are you afraid to say thank you? <laughs> Watching you read that, I can see. Do you do you want to say thank you to LG, LGB? <laughs> no, y'all. We are very 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 excited for these next very special episodes and. It, Honestly, this is a topic I love talking about because as we're talking about this, I'm educating myself because there are a lot of parts of this that I don't know as well. So it's, it's very fun to have these episodes. They're going to be very great for the future. What? Educate? You all, I just thought to myself, and do yourself a favor. Go back and watch the episode uh, oh where Monet did her book report. What was it called, baby? <laughs> oh the one about, was it about black history? <laughs> y'all, go back and watch Monet do her book report. That. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> You are so stupid. And, and then when they, when they <laughs> came you. to the, they realized that they. <laughs> That's literally you reading something. And we want to say a, a special thank you to the to the, to the the LGBTQ. No, they, the way, That's you. The, the way you went back to, to, to little, little little chunky Kevin Burton with a, with a, with a Caribbean <laughs> accent trying to do a, a book report. Ooh, that is so funny. Anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch that as soon as we get off this line. That, that's how I'm going to go do that. That's my homework. <laughs> You know, you you get off my line. How about that? Thank you all for listening today. Mona, I actually, I actually had a lot of fun. For once, I had fun talking to you. For once. Yeah, you know, I had fun talking about the topic, not necessarily with you. And uh, this was a special episode of Sibling Rivalry brought to you by LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride presented by Chevrolet. Roberta, this was a very insightful conversation. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I actually learned a lot. I did. Yeah. It was, it was really fierce. Yeah, we're, it was, it, we're very happy to be partnering with the LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride presented by Chevrolet. Again, the mission is to have these amazing conversations about really significant issues in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, we're talking about health care, starting a family, youth homelessness, living in rural towns, issues with aging, justice reform. Baby, the topics go on and on and on. And I can't wait to have another one. Yeah. Well, you know what? What do you think we should do next, Bob? What do y'all um, think we should do next? Yeah. You know what? It's not just up to me. It's not. It's not. A, I'm not a cheerleader, Torrance. Um, so let's let's, <laughs> let's let's have you all comment below. Yes. Thank you, LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride, presented by Chevrolet. That's how you do it, baby. Wow. <laughs>